Um, unless you've been living under a rock over the past 11 months or so, um, and probably even if you have been living under a rock for the last 11 months or so, you will know that we have been in such a prolonged season of heaviness, such a prolonged heaviness that has settled over our society, and it's a global thing. There is no country on this earth that has been spared from this heaviness. There is no country on this planet, no people group, no language group, no culture that has been spared from the, the universal heaviness that we are experiencing today. And I, I've never experienced anything like this in my short time on this earth. Uh, and and it, the only thing I can think of, it might, might reflect or it might be similar to the heaviness that descended on society, maybe during the height of the Cold War or, or maybe during the, the world wars that we've experienced where every, every strata and every society, every country is affected. But, but in my lifetime, I've never seen such a universal heaviness that has settled over our societies. And in this atmosphere of, of heaviness, we can, we can relate even just a little bit to ancient Israel. They endured occupation. They endured conquest. They endured enslavement. They, they endured so many more heavy things than we are enduring today here in Canada. We're, we're incredibly blessed to live where we live. And, but Israel endured such a heightened state of heaviness and occupation. And, and, and what we are experiencing, the limitations that we're experiencing, and, 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 the, and the rules that we are living within right now that seem to be so confining, these things can, can affect us in many different ways. Some of us uh, in, it, react in in outrage and anger. And if I'm going to be totally honest, that's probably where I land on this side of things. If I'm going to be honest, I probably land on the frustration side of things. And, you know, I don't like being controlled. Anybody with me? I don't like anybody else telling me what to do because, you know, I don't care who you are in government. You don't care for me and my family as much as I care for me and my family. That was free. Um, but, you know, that's where I would land on this whole uh, realm of things, but others react in different ways. It's not like there's any one better way to react than the other. We're all human. We're all in this together, and it's two sides of the same coin where some will act in outrage and frustration and anger. Some also will, out, will, will, will respond to these sorts of circumstances with fear, with fear and, 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 and pushing up people out of their lives. And, and, and so this is the heaviness that we deal with today. It's the heaviness that we have to face and the heaviness that we feel everywhere we go, everywhere we turn. We, we go into Walmart, we feel that heaviness. We, we go into our workplace, you know, we, we feel that heaviness. And, and, and you can see it behind the masks of people. You can see it in their eyes. It's difficult to make eye contact. It's, you know, it's going to be so weird the first time we're not, we don't have to wear these in public. And you actually see, actually see people's faces. It's going to be so odd. It's going to be so weird, um, but I can't wait. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's that heaviness that we feel that we all have to face, that we, we all deal with. And even if we're honest, as children of God, we, that heaviness has a, has a tendency to trickle into our, our thinking and, and trickle into how we're feeling and trickle into how we live our lives. And, 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 and we can be sagged down and weighted down by that heaviness. And to this heaviness, there's a prophet that spoke into a, a, a nation of Israel who would, would go through so much persecution and so much occupation. And, and he declared that there was a coming Messiah in Isaiah chapter 61 in verse number four, that, or verse number one, that the spirit of the Lord God is upon me, upon this Messiah, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the 
captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You see, while we have to face this heaviness in society, we don't face it without some ways of overcoming it. We don't face it without some tools that we can pull out of our tool belt to push back and to break through the cloud of heaviness that impacts the world in which we live. The Bible is very, very clear on this, that if we want to lift the heaviness that that we experience in our lives, if we want to lift the oppression that we experience in our lives, if we want to break through the depression, that we experience in our lives. Perhaps if we want to break through the anxiety and the fear that that seems to oppress our lives, then there is an instrument, there is an avenue that we can access called praise. And I know this is not a new subject. This is not something that is going to blow our minds with revelation, but it's something that if we act upon it, if we participate in, if we build it into our daily lives, and yes, if we participate in, in our weekly services, whether we're here physically or whether we're watching online, if we participate in praise, there is, it is an avenue that lifts the heaviness off of our spirits. It is an avenue that, that lifts the weight off of our lives. It's the power of praise. It's something we can't overlook in our lives. We can't just walk through life and just try and go through the motions and and bring our list of needs to God. No, first thing we have to do is we have to set things in order in our lives that God, you are first and foremost in my life. God, you are the king of all kings and you are the Lord of all lords. God, you are my heavenly father. Early will I seek you. Evening, morning, and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and God, I know that you will hear my voice. This poor man cried, the psalmist wrote, and the Lord heard him. It was a cry out to God. It was a cry of praise and thanksgiving unto a God in the midst of a difficult circumstance, in the midst of an oppressive situation. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and delivered him out of all of his trouble. I don't know if that's your testimony this morning, But that is my testimony this morning, that when I am dealing with a heaviness, when I am dealing with an oppression, when I am dealing with fear and anxiety, I can lift up my hands. I can lift up my voice. Yes, even with a mask on, I can lift up my hands and I can lift up my voice and fervently cry and pray and praise my God. And I wonder if you're in this room and you've been feeling a little heavy in your spirit. I dare you to participate in what I'm preaching about this morning. I dare you to step beyond the limitations of our thinking. Those limitations that have been impressed upon us even over the past 11 or 12 months. I dare you to step beyond those in your spirit and stand in faith and say, I will praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord. I'm sick and tired of being oppressed. I'm sick and tired of being distressed. I'm sick and tired of being fearful and unbelieving. I'm sick and tired of being frustrated and aggravated. And the only way I'm going to lift that, the only way I'm going to break that is if I get into the manifest presence and glory of God and I must praise him. 
I must praise him. I wonder if we can take a praise break right now in this room and where you're watching. Just lift up your hands. Clap your hands. Lift your voice. Talk to God. Tell him how wonderful he is. Thank him for his goodness. Thank him for the air that you're breathing right now. Thank him for the food that's on your table right now. Thank him for everything that's in your life. You're worthy. You're worthy. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The Bible is filled with commands to praise and worship God. And is it any wonder if this is so important to lift heaviness off of our spirit? Is it any wonder that the Bible commands us in Judges chapter 5 and verse number 2 to praise ye the Lord for the avenging of Israel? Is it any wonder in Chronicles that the command is given to give thanks unto the Lord? Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all of his wondrous works works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Remember his marvelous works that he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. You see, this praise thing is meant to be a continual lifestyle, not just a Sunday tradition. This praise thing is meant to be something that we practice day in and day out. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. It's a daily, continuous process to give God praise, to sing unto the Lord all the earth, to show forth from day to day his salvation, to declare his glory among the heathen, his marvelous works among all nations. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all God's glory and honor are in his presence. Strength and gladness are in his place. Give unto the Lord, O ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. I don't know if anybody has a testimony like I I do, but there was a time, and there is a time every single day where I need a fresh dose of mercy in my le- my life. I need I need a fresh dose of His grace in my life as I walk through, and I can cling and I can praise Him for that fact that no matter what I've done, no matter what I've where I've been, no matter what I've said, the mercy of God endures forever. And so that is one reason that I can give Him my best praise. Psalm chapter 9 commands to sing praise to the Lord which dwells in Zion. Declare among the people his doing. Psalm 22, 23 says, you that fear the Lord, praise him. Psalm 47 verse 1, our pastor already referred to it this morning. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Psalm 48 verse 1, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. Psalm 66 says to make a joyful noise unto God all ye lands, to sing forth the honor of his name and to make his praise glorious. 
That's what I want to do this morning. That's what I came to do this morning. I didn't have any other thing on my agenda this morning. I'm too sick and tired of living under a heavy yoke. I'm too sick and tired of living under a heavy spirit that is prevalent in our society today. I came to lift that heaviness. And the way that I can lift that heaviness is to lift up my praise and to lift up my worship unto the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And can I tell you something? That when you begin to lift your voice in praise, the Bible tells us that Paul and Silas were in prison and they were, they were locked up way more than this. They were in jail. They were behind bars. Their feet were in stocks and their hands were in shackles. But at midnight, at the darkest moment, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners, the Bible says, heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison, the foundations of those limitations, the foundations of that heaviness was shaken and immediately, everybody say immediately, immediate. That means right now, not waiting till tomorrow, but as Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, immediately all of the doors in that prison were open and everyone's bands were loosed. Not just Paul's and Silas's bands, not just their stocks, not just their, 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 their handcuffs, but Everybody in that prison, the door was opened. Everybody in that prison had an opportunity to experience freedom and liberty because two men in an oppressive situation, in a heavy situation, made up their mind. I'm not going to let this situation shut down my praise unto God. I'm not going to let this situation shut down my prayer to God. I'm going to lift my voice. I don't care who hears me. I don't care who's looking. I'm going to lift my voice in my living room. I'm going to lift my voice in this building and I will praise God. If you need freedom in your life, if you need freedom from addiction, freedom from sin, freedom from shame, freedom from guilt, you can just lift up your voice to God and there could be an immediately that happens in your life right now, in this moment, in this instant, God can open every prison door. In this instant, God can open every, can break every chain, can, can destroy every bondage, can lift every bit of heaviness off of us. Us if we will but praise. I wonder if there's any praisers in the room this morning. Oh God, oh God, you're my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you, God. In a dry and thirsty land where no water is to see your power and your glory. So as I have seen you in the sanctuary, oh God, I need you. That's it. it. The volume doesn't matter so much as your fervency matters. The volume, I know it's more difficult to project your voice with these things on. I get it. I understand. But this does not impact the fervency that is in our heart and the fervency and the sincerity of our spirit. So let that fervency and sincerity out right now as you praise the King of Kings. I worship you, God. I worship you, God. I worship you, God. Hallelujah. 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 
praise has an indelible impact from generation to generation. This just quickened in my mind as we were singing during song service. Psalm chapter 145 begins, I will extol thee, O my God, O King. I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. Anybody believe his greatness is unsearchable? He is greater than we could ever understand or ever know. But verse number four tells us this, that one generation shall praise thy works to another and uh, and shall declare thy mighty acts. Can I tell somebody, maybe a parent in this room, that's your sacrifice of praise. Your lifestyle of praise will leave an indelible mark on the next generation to come after you. And it works in both circumstances. Where there is no praise, there will be no praise in the next generation. But where there is much praise, there will be much praise in the next generation because one generation will praise the works of God to the next generation and that generation will praise his works to the next generation and I've made up my mind in my generation that I'm going to praise God unto the next generation. My kids are going to know what it looks like to jump and to dance and to shout in the presence of God. My kids are going to know what it looks like when somebody lifts their hands with reckless abandon and begins to speak in a heavenly language as the Spirit of God gives them the ability to do so. I'm going to pass that on. I'm going to pass that on. And it won't just be on Sunday. It won't just be on Wednesday. But it's on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. And yes, on Sunday. I'm going to get a little dance in my step as I got some music bumping in my kitchen. I don't got to wear a mask in my kitchen. I can let the worship go. I can let the Holy Ghost flow completely without any physical limitation. When I'm in my house, when I'm with my bubble, I can do whatever I the Bible declares that I can do. And so I'm going to declare that to the next generation. I'm going to praise God. And that's part of my heritage. One of my earliest memories is of my father, probably when he was about my age, whipping around the church, just so excited about what God was doing in the city that we were living in at that moment. That's one of the most indelible memories I have as a young kid. And I'm not going to let that die with me. I'm going to let that be passed on from generation to generation to generation. My kids are going to know what it see what it feels like to see dad a little beside himself with excitement my kids they're going to know what it's like to see dad dance before the lord my kids I dare some parent in this room and watching online to set an example to set an example I worship you I worship you Hallelujah I worship you One generation shall praise his works to the next. That's not going to die with me. I'm going to pass it on. It's not going to end with me. I'm going to pass it on. Hallelujah. Why don't we lift up our voice in the sanctuary right now? Yes, the sanctuary is your living room. Yes, the sanctuary is your bedroom. Yes, the sanctuary is wherever you are right now in overflow. That is the sanctuary. So lift up your voice in the sanctuary and bless his name. Oh, God. Oh, 
Oh, yes, God. Yes, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Psalm 150 lays it all out for us. It's kind of the praise psalm. Psalm 150 says to praise ye the Lord. Again, command to praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. And this is the what of what praise is. Praise in this verse means to make a show. It means to boast. We can't boast in anything else, but we can boast in the Lord. We can boast in his strength. We can boast in his love. We can talk about it all day long. And thus be clamorously foolish, that word says, to rave, to celebrate. There's so much about God to celebrate. So much about God to celebrate. It's not a suggestion in Scripture. Praise is a command. Not when it's convenient. Not when I feel like it. Not after the masks are gone. I guarantee you the first service after these masks are gone, there's gonna, it's going to be wild, Pastor. Whew. It's going to be wild, I guarantee you. But we can't wait till then. Praise is a daily habit. Praise is something we can do every day. And we can do it a whole lot more freely in our homes right now than we can do it here in the building. And so we can exercise the privilege that we have to praise and worship God freely here. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. In the, in the New Testament, the Old Testament, it used to be the sanctuary was a physical location. You had to go to the temple, and that was the sanctuary of God, and the manifested presence of God lived only in the temple. And, 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 but 1 Corinthians, Paul writes, and he, he explains something to us through this letter. In verse 16 of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, he says that we are the temple of God. And so when the Bible commands us in the Old Testament to praise God in his sanctuary, that's not a physical location. That's not a physical place. It is a, it is a spiritual place inside every single person. Every single person. We praise us to be enacted in and through our body, through our voice. We are instruments of praise. That's why we clap our hands. That's why we jump, and that's why we stomp, and that's why we shout, and that's why we sing when we're allowed to. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Verse 2 says, this is the why. For his mighty acts, what has God done for you? How has God come through for you? What has he healed in you? What has he saved you from? What has he kept you from? And, and if we were honest, every one of us in this room has so much that we can thank God for. And, and if we are to praise him according to his excellent greatness, then, then that means as great as God is, that is the measure in which he deserves my praise. And I know I will never be able to live up to the greatness of God through my praise, but I, I'm going to give it my best shot. I'm going to step beyond what seems to be cultural acceptable and societally normal and I'm going to give God my best praise. I don't know if there's anybody in this room that feels the same way, but that's what I want to do in my day-to-day -day life and as we gather together. I want God to know that I love him. I want God to hear it from my own voice. I want God to hear it and I want to proclaim it. I want to profess it according to his excellent greatness. 
And if you might think there's nothing happening in my life to be proud of right now, I'm going through it. I'm I'm going through a heavy situation. Well, let me encourage you today that there is something that that, that the Bible explains to us that, that we always have something to give God praise for. In Acts chapter 17, there's a gentleman named Paul, and he was explaining to certain people about Jesus, and he said, for in in him, in Jesus, we live, and in him we move, and in him we have our being. So if you say you can't find anything to praise God for, your life is very difficult, I understand what you're saying. But let's look at your life without Jesus. There is no life if it's in him we live. There is no movement if it's in him we move. And there is no existence if it's in him we have our being. And for those things alone, my God is worthy of all the praise, regardless of what I'm going through right now, regardless of the heaviness that I feel right now. It's not predicated on my feeling. It is predicated on his greatness. It's not predicated on my emotional state. It's predicated upon his excellent greatness. Hallelujah. I wonder if you just let out what you feel right now and just begin to praise God. There, just, just begin to let out what you feel and just begin to let God, pray, the praises of God, just let the high praises of God be in your mouth right now. Just begin to thank him. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost, let the Spirit of God flow through you. And if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, as you praise God, that creates an opportunity. That creates an opportunity for God to come and live in us. He inhabits the praise of his people. So if you just begin to praise him here or wherever you are, you can be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost right now. There is no constraint to the Lord right now. He, you can be filled with the Spirit of God, evidenced by speaking in other tongues as you praise him and as you worship him. Just begin to lift him up. Just begin to thank him for, for everything that he's done and for who he is. And God can confirm his word right now, immediately. Immediately. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. You're my God. You're my God. I give myself to you, Jesus. I give myself to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Moving on. The purpose of praise is to enter into the manifested presence of God. That is the purpose of praise. And, and it's the Old Testament pattern in the temple. They would have to walk through what they called the outer court. And in the Old Testament, they don't have these people in present day, but they had these sorts of people that filled this role in, in scriptural times. And they were called gossips. And then these gossips, I'm sure, were posted around all the corners and the entrances of the of the temple, because if you were coming to the temple, if it wasn't the day of atonement or wasn't a feast day, if you were coming to the temple, it's because you did something really bad, okay? Johnny's got two turtle doves. Man, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy's got a big lamb. Man, he must have really messed up. 
They didn't, you know, they don't have gossips today, but they did. They did in the temple, I'm sure. It's not in the Bible, but I'm sure they were there. Yeah. Um, But you know what would happen as somebody came into the presence of God through the outer court? They brought their sacrifice to the priest and they would begin to hear the songs of Zion. They would begin to hear the songs of ascent. They would begin to hear great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God in the mountain of his holiness. They would begin to hear, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. They would begin to, to hear the praises of God's people, and they would begin to participate, and, and they came in, yes, with some shame hanging over their heads, yes, with some heaviness, but but one of the reasons they could they didn't leave the same way they came into the, the, the temple, into that outer court, is because as we begin to praise God, something shifts in our thinking, and no longer are we focused on the sacrifice. No longer are we focused on the problem. No longer are we focused on the heaviness. No longer are we focused on what we face when we leave, but we are focused on God who is above everything. He is the king over every government. He is the king over every king, and he is the Lord over every Lord. And so that lifts our heaviness when we understand and we get a revelation and we begin to proclaim his goodness and his greatness in our lives. And so I wonder if we can join with with the psalmist this morning. Psalm chapter 100 says to make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing if you're an officiant. I put that in brackets. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise to be thankful unto him and bless his name you see you can't get into the manifested presence of God in the holy of holies spiritually speaking unless you pass through that outer court of praise and worship and I know there's needs that we have to bring to God and I know there's societal things going on that we don't understand but we can't take a spiritual pogo stick and jump over the outer court in the spirit we have to enter into his presence through the gates of thanksgiving, through the courts of praise, to orient ourselves and think on his goodness, to think on his greatness, to think on how wonderful and how marvelous he is, to think about everything that he's done and about everything that he's prophesied to do. And so before we go any further, we don't really have anywhere else to go this morning. I wonder as the music comes back and we would just stand across this sanctuary and there is something powerful that happens as the people of God lift up their praise and lift up their worship so I dare somebody in this house to lift up your voice you might not be able to sing in order to align with public health but you can talk to Jesus you can praise God you can worship God I dare somebody to let the lifting of your hands be as the evening sacrifice that's a command in scripture. I dare someone to shake the mold of of what you've done even to this point in your relationship with God and lift up your hands and lift up your voice and thank him and praise him. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus.
And I told the church this morning, I'll tell you folks again right now, that this whole church began in an atmosphere of praise and worship. And it's interesting that a lot of the things that we have to deal with and try and balance and work around and all of that, they have to do with our worship in a lot of ways. And, and I'm not speaking negatively about any politician or any policy or anything. I'm just saying that's the reality of, of what we're dealing with. Um, in OCC in Oromocto, because of the realities of the place we're renting and everything, we, we, can't, we don't have music. We can't have music because of the realities of that just rental and everything. And so um, it's different. Isn't it, Sister Bigger? <laughs> it's a little different, Sister Player. It's, it's a little bit different, but I can guarantee you the people of God come into that room with a heart to worship, and the presence of God just fills that little hotel room. And there's some amazing things that God does in that little room because the people of God, ha, yeah, we can't, we can't have music because we want to do our part, but ha, we can have our praise. God can still work miracles. God can still pour out the Holy Ghost in an atmosphere where the people of God, whether there's music or no music, if they would just lift up their voice in the sanctuary and bless the name of the Lord. In fact, sister, I wonder if we could just have no music right now and just lift up your voice. That's it, parent. Let your praise rise. Let your child hear your voice of praise. That's it, elder. Just let that freedom in the Holy Ghost, let it go. Just do what you can. I know we got mass on, I get it. But let your fervency rise to God and his presence. His glory will overshadow us as we lift up our praise. His glory will descend. Do you feel that? Something can shift in your life as you praise him. Just continue to let that go in your life, in your heart, in your spirit. Just continue to let that praise come out of your heart. Just break the limitations. Break the heaviness. Break the oppression. Break the restrictions spiritually. And just let God have your best. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you, oh God. In a dry and thirsty land, there's no water anywhere I can see. But God, if I can just tap into you, I can have all that I need. I can have strength and I can have help and I can have health if I get into your presence. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's it. Let the Holy Ghost flow. We're pushing against something right now. I wonder if you could just let the Holy Ghost flow right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 
Yes, yes, yes. You're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. You're worthy, you're worthy. That's it. Feel that heaviness lift as you praise him. Just let that oppression fall off you as you praise him. Just let that, 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 that heaviness and that, that depression, that fear, that frustration, that anger, let that fall off of you as you praise him. As you praise him, that's going to fall away. As you praise him, that's going to be left behind you. As you praise him, as you praise him. Yes. And there's a hunger in my spirit. And we felt it this morning, and I feel it again here right now. When the temple of God was dedicated, and King Solomon offered all kinds of sacrifices on the altar of that temple. The Bible says that the glory of the Lord filled the temple to an extent that the priests could no longer minister. To an extent that the glory of God was so overwhelming that the musicians couldn't play. The singers couldn't sing, and the people were in awe and bowed at the glory of the living, true God. And I wonder in this end time, we're in the end time, there's no doubt. And I wonder if one of the reasons we face so many restrictions and so many things is because God desires that his glory would descend among us so that even if we could sing, we couldn't. Even if we could play, oh, we can't because the glory of God is so thick amongst his people. I wonder, you know how we get there? We bring a sacrifice of praise like Solomon did into the house of God. We bring a sacrifice of praise so that there's an overwhelming glory cloud of God filling the atmosphere, filling the room. That's what happened in Acts chapter 2 when the day of Pentecost was fully come. All they were doing was worshiping God. All they were doing was praying and worshiping God. And then suddenly there came a sound from heaven. No music, no singers that we know of, but suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. My desire 
is for the glory of God to fall in this generation. My desire is for the glory of God to fall in Oromukto. My desire is for the glory of God to fall in Fredericton. My desire is for the glory of God to fall across our province and across our country and across our world. But it is in an atmosphere where the people of God lay aside every bit of weight, lay aside every bit of oppression, and just enter into a worship and praise to God. We don't need anything else. We just need to worship him. We just need to let him know he's Lord. We just need to put him on the throne. And I, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Somebody let a hunger out of your soul. Let it out from the depths of your spirit. God, I want to see your glory. I want to see your glory. I want to see your glory. I refuse to be bound by oppression. I refuse to be bound by heaviness. I will put on the garment of praise and bask in your glory. And bask in your glory. I dare someone to step out in faith spiritually and just praise God. Just seek God. Just put your focus and your attention not on lunch, not on anything else, but on God alone. He is old. He alone is worthy. He alone is worthy. As we sing, I wonder if you could just let your voice out in praise. The singers will do the singing. We just need to do the praising right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Make this entire place an altar for the glory of God to fall. For the glory of God to flood.